This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 3rd of March. In your Squiz today, a big greenwashing problem, the US puts pressure on China, a Greek train disaster worsens, and a royal rental ruling. This is your Squiz today. Claire, it's become common to see sustainability and environmental claims made on the packaging of products that we buy in our everyday lives. But a new report from the Aussie Consumer Watchdog reckons more than half of the 247 businesses they reviewed are making false claims. It's a growing issue and it's known as greenwashing. Yeah, and of course it's important because more and more businesses uh, that want to promote their environmental and sustainability credentials are making claims and it's difficult for consumers uh, who want to do their bit for the planet um, to make judgments about what exactly is environmentally friendly, what's green and what's sustainable. Uh, The issue that the ACCC has found is that companies making those claims uh, aren't necessarily able to back them up with scientific reports, uh, traceable supply chain information and reputable third-party certification. Uh, What the ACCC is concerned about is that if businesses do throw around those terms and they don't mean anything, it'll undermine consumer confidence. So the ACCC took a look into the claims made online by those businesses I mentioned. They found that 57% of them had made unclear or misleading statements. And as for who's responsible, the ACCC reports those in the cosmetics, clothing and footwear and food and drink sectors are the worst offenders, Claire. Yeah, and what the ACCC Deputy Chair Catriona Lowe says is that that conduct not only harms consumers, but also those businesses uh, who are taking genuine steps to implement those more sustainable practices. Uh, there's another issue that sits behind all of this, and that's called ESG investing. Uh, ESG stands for Environmental, Social and Governance. Uh, it's a bit of a movement at the moment, and there's a lot of investors who do want to put their money behind companies that are doing good things for the environment uh, and also more broadly. So having that kind of verification behind them is very important. So the ACCC has a role to play in that to make sure that claims are verified. Uh, And what Lowe says is that they have several active investigations underway uh, and it's already issued some please explains. Yeah, but that's not where it ends. She says they'll conduct more targeted assessments into business businesses and claims identified through the sweep. There's also a push to educate businesses about what it means when they use terms like green, eco-friendly and kind to the planet to describe their products. But for those who don't listen, Lowe's warned that the regulator isn't afraid to take enforcement action where it's appropriate. Much has been made this week of China's push for peace in Ukraine, Claire. 
US President Joe Biden voiced his skepticism about Beijing's intentions, considering its friendly status with Russia. And yesterday, reports said US officials are in initial talks with allies about the possibility of imposing new sanctions on China if it provides any military support to Russia. Yeah, so there's lots of questions about that. Lots of intelligence reports saying uh, that China will step up to the plate with Russia and provide some weapons to support its invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Of course, you can imagine why Washington and other Western nations are concerned about that. Uh, For Beijing's part, it says that it's not considering any steps to do that. Uh, But there's also not any details about what the sanctions might look like. So there's a bit of jockeying going on between China and the West. Uh, It also comes as China is preparing to hold two of its most important annual meetings starting tomorrow. Uh, That's with China's parliament, which is known as the National People's Congress, Uh, also the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference. It's a big one. It's being held separately. It's the first time those forums will be meeting since the country lifted its really strict zero COVID policy, Claire, and it's expected that there will be some major policy announcements made. The fallout continues after one of Greece's worst rail disasters when a train carrying 342 passengers collided at high speed with a freight train. At least 43 people have died and authorities say that that's expected to rise. For those who haven't heard about it, it all happened late on Tuesday evening. Yeah, that passenger train was travelling between Athens and there's a Laniki. Sorry to anyone who speaks Greek and I've completely mangled that. (laughs) I'm sure you can forgive me. Um, That collision happened at high speed uh, near the city of Larissa. Uh, Reports say that many of the passengers were young students. They were returning to university. Uh, It's unclear why that collision happened. What the Prime Minister says is that it's down to a tragic human error and he has commissioned an independent committee to look into it. Um, Also, a local station master has been charged with manslaughter, uh, although he denies any wrongdoing. And rail unions say that such collisions often have multiple factors. They say the tragedy highlights the issues with the country's rail network, which include understaffing and ageing infrastructure. The country's transport minister, Costas Karamanlis was also forced to resign and the search for more survivors continues. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today. We haven't heard too much out of the royal family in recent weeks, Claire, but aside from King Charles's coronation plans, it sounds like there's been some things going on behind the scenes. 
For one, Buckingham Palace yesterday confirmed that Prince Harry and Meghan were told or requested, as they said, to vacate Frogmore Cottage in January. And of course, that's the 10 bedroom property that's their home when they're in England, or at least it used to be. Uh, It sits on the grounds of Windsor Castle and it was a wedding gift from the late Queen to the couple. Uh, The Sussexes, of course, though, haven't lived there since they stepped down as working royals in 2020. Uh, They relocated to California, as we know, uh, and until now they've had the option of staying there when they visited the UK. They certainly did that around the time of the Queen's funeral. Uh, But royal watchers say uh, that the eviction seemed to happen not that long after the release of Harry's memoir, Spare, uh, and reports say that it's all part of this really deepening chasm between Harry and Meghan and the rest of the family. Well, the property won't remain empty, Claire. Reports also say that Prince Andrew has been offered the opportunity to downsize from the 31-bedroom Royal Lodge that he's currently in. With that much space, it's probably no wonder that his ex-wife, Fergie, had stayed living in the same property with him, but you have to wonder whether she'll move into Frogmore with him now. 31 bedrooms, I can't even imagine. (laughs) If you've ever wondered what the small town of Penguin on Tassie's northwest coast wants to be known for, wonder no longer. (laughs) Its residents are pushing to have their iconic rubbish bins heritage listed in what would be an Aussie first. Alice, I can imagine a lot of squizzes have been wondering what Penguin (laughs) wants to be known for, so I'm glad we can resolve this for them. Uh, The reason that locals are worried about their 12 garbage bins uh, and the fact that they might be consigned to the dustbin by the local council is the fact that they've announced that there's going to be new bin infrastructure rolled out. Um, The mayor is a woman named Cheryl Fuller. She says that it's up for discussion, uh, but she says that there's no doubt that those bins that have these very cute figures of penguins on them, they're made out of concrete, they're a bit of a feature. Uh, She says that they're highly valued by everyone uh, and she's very interested in what the heritage listing people have to say about it. I for one cannot wait to find out so I'm sure there's so many squizzes <laughs> out there like me. Heritage Tasmania is expected to make a decision about the application this month so good luck to all the penguin locals. <laughs> Friday Lights, Claire, what's made our list this week? So probably to drag you through my excitement and my grief, I've found a really <laughs> good recipe for a tartatan with a beautiful pineapple and burnt caramel that goes with it. It's so easy that it's actually viable to make as a sort of midweek treat. It's Mm. not something for special occasions. I think that's a really (laughs) dangerous development for me. So look, I thoroughly recommend it. The ingredients are very easy to source. I use tin pineapple and it was really delicious. Uh, Just go gently with it. I'm trying to wean myself off it already and it's only been a week (laughs) into having this recipe at hand. We'll pop the link to that in the episode notes so everyone can be making that midweek. Yeah, join me. And that wraps us up for today. You're back with Saturday Squiz tomorrow, Claire, and you've got the fantastic Amanda joining you. Yeah, Amanda from Squiz Kids. It's going to be really great. Can't wait to have a good chat to her. Have a great Friday and weekend, everyone, and we'll be back with you again on Monday. Hi there. It's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. 
March is Women's History Month, and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at SquizKids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women. And together, honour their legacies.